Welcome to the Sweat Life Podcast, y'all, where you're going to hear what is truly possible in your life when it is set on a healthy foundation of moving your body and fueling your body to be your best self in all areas of life. I'm your host, Samantha Nivens, health life coach who helps busy men and women reach their impossible health goals. With over 10 years experience in the health and fitness industry, a top placing female ultra marathon athlete and mom of two little dudes. Here's to breaking through your old stories and becoming more relentless every day. Time out for this. I'm so excited to hear more of your story and to be able to share it with everyone. Well, I appreciate Um, you offering. Yeah, I feel like um, we've been following each other for some time now in similar in, you know, motherhood and the running and how do we get it all in. And it's been fun to get to know you through that. Um, and, I've, and I think it'll be good to share. You've got three kids, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, right. So it's like, I know the two kid life, but the three kid life, whew, now we're you know, it gets juicier. (laughs) It's a different level of crazy. Right, right. Um, So let's just dive in because I want to make sure we like, I know you've got to get going on with your day after this. So um, do you want to just start Rebecca and like sharing in your own words, like just about you, who you are, like what you do, what your life looks like, including with the kiddos. So people can kind of get to know you a little bit. Yeah, sure. So um, I have been an educator my entire life. I had a scholarship out of high school that paid for my education. And then in exchange, I taught in public school to pay that back. And um, so I was a teacher for many years. I had two daughters when we still lived in Raleigh. And as you know, daycare is extremely expensive. Uh And the opportunity to move up to Asheville and be a stay-at-home mom was, um, it was really a blessing for our family. And uh, before that, I sort of ran off and on, you know, I ran a 10K in college, completely untrained and came in almost last. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking, you know, oh, it's no big deal. You just show up and kind of run and. So there was that. And then after I had my first daughter, I started running again to lose weight. So it just, it was sort of an off and on kind of, um, I never really fell in love with it, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. So once we moved up to Asheville, I realized that I didn't really have an identity anymore. I felt like I had lost some of who I was when I gave up my career And my entire day was surrounded by, or it just was dictated entirely by what two tiny humans needed all the time. Mm -hmm. So um, I started running and I had this awesome double stroller that had bicycle wheels and I took it on the trails in Asheville and my daughters complained very much because it was just bumpy and uncomfortable. So we joined the Y and I started running on the treadmill and taking some classes there. And that was really um, a game changer for us. So that's really when I think the running stuck, it became a habit. It sort of became it, that became my identity. And I trained the (laughs) first, I, I guess I jumped straight in and the first thing I trained for was a half marathon because why not? Right. So, yep. <laughs> and wait, first... and I just want to give context. So how long ago was that? Do you think? Oh, um, so we moved up here. This is our eighth year living in Asheville. Okay. So 2014 was the first half marathon that I ran. And at that time, my goal was to finish. My goal was to actually prove that my body could complete 13 miles 
So I did the Galloway run walk method where you, um, you set your watch for different intervals and you run for maybe 30 seconds and then walk to recover for a minute. And then you just keep doing that over and over again. So it keeps you from, um, burning out or, it, it helps you to, to cover the distance without having to run the entire time. It gives you a better gauge of how to, I, I think as a beginner, it was really the way to make sure that I didn't break my body, yeah. but also cover the distance that I wanted to cover. Yeah. So to be honest, I don't remember how many half marathons I did. But then I got pregnant with William, my third kid, and running sort of took a backseat. Well, training took a backseat. So right. there was no longer, I, I wasn't able or willing to try to train for a longer distance or to try to work on my speed or anything like that. Yeah. So I just sort of ran to stay healthy and... Um, I did run, I ran the Biltmore half marathon when I was about 28 weeks pregnant with him. Yeah, so that was really fun. And it was a really fun accomplishment to kind of tell him now, you know, when you were in mommy's tummy, we ran a half marathon. So he thought that was pretty cool. And um, how old is he now? How old are all your kids now? He's five. He started kindergarten this year, which has been life changing. Right. <laughs> Uh, my oldest is 10. The middle daughter, my middle daughter is eight. And then okay. he is five. So they're all about two and a half years apart. Yeah. Which is okay. a challenge. <laughs> so what happened? So after William was born, I got back into running. I was able to run my very first half marathon the entire way, which is sort of when I caught the speed bug. Mm. And I was chasing personal bests for a while there. And I really, really, really enjoyed that. But I, it did, it takes a toll mentally to always be trying to just pursue faster and faster and faster. Yeah. So I ended up switching gears and right before the world shut down in March, 2020, I ran my first full marathon. And I went to Raleigh and it was a trail marathon. So it was, I like that because trail races are a lot less, I feel a lot less pressure as far as pace Mm -hmm. because you're running mountains or, you know, it's just rocks and um, roots and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I felt a lot less competitive. So yeah. Yeah, I would say the same. Trail life is a little different than road races. It is. And it's very friendly and it's very, I just felt like it was really chill. And um, I loved it. I did. I loved it. Um, And I definitely, it did give me the desire to run one of the really big road marathons. Because I Mm -hmm. do really want that crowd and the excitement and the masses of people and all of that good stuff mm-hmm. so once that comes back I guess it's starting to come back you know I think it has I will say um, my boyfriend ran his first marathon this last weekend and it was the Richmond Virginia marathon and everybody and their mother told me that was the one because it's fairly flat but there's like it's called the friendliest marathon in the mm-hmm. country and Typically, I guess there was up to 20,000 people Mm -hmm. pre-COVID. This year, there was 8,000 people for the marathon, the half, and the 10K, um, or 10 or 8K, something like that. So, um, and there was people all along the route and, you know, people playing music, like some band stations and people out from their yards. It was an incredibly supportive marathon that I would highly recommend and it was gorgeous out it was super warm and but like 60 degrees warm that's yeah that's exactly what I want when I do 
because that you do miss that on the trail because you're pretty much yep. running alone in the woods for six hours. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So, I know that feeling. You're like, yeah, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little isolating and it definitely, I mean, you know, the mental side of it, there were some yeah. very low lows as I was struggling through about 18 to 19 to 20 right in that mile range. It was, it was a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, but also that's when you dig deep and you start telling yourself, I have been through worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this is not, this is something that I've chosen to do. I am proving to myself that I can do it. This is not, you know, you've, you've accomplished more, you've overcome more. So then when it's done, you, I really felt the sense of accomplishment. It was really, I mean, that was a huge thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. So that's sort of the end of my running journey at the moment, because once <laughs> once COVID happened and then I had all three kids home on virtual Zoom school and the next year was pretty much the same. So I really transitioned to strength training, um, and a lot more plyometrics, things like that, working out at home, which has strengthened my body in ways I didn't know was possible. So I really, mm. you know, I, everything happens for a reason, not that COVID <laughs> was a reason, but I mean, you just sort of take what you're given and figure out a way to put a silver lining on it and move in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. I love that actually, because you can either choose to pivot and to transition and, and to find something new or in that season, or you, if we stay stubborn and try to do it and then we're not successful about it. And then just, that just goes down a negative spiral um, when we can't literally do that thing that we want to do. So I love that you found that way to transition. How did you, so what kind of, I kind of know, but like, what kind of strength training did you start doing and how did you find that? I found, um, through Instagram, I found a woman who was pairing beach body online workouts, which are sort of like Netflix streaming. So there's all kinds of different programs. And, um, I had seen people do that stuff before, but in my mind, it was always just, that was their workout. But through mm -hmm. Instagram, I found a woman who was using those workouts as the strength portion of her run training. And so I got really interested in how she was pairing it, even though I really wasn't able to run very much at the right. time also. But that really kind of opened my eyes to the possibilities of that. And to be completely honest, the only reason that I really wanted to strength train was to help my running. It's right. not like I wanted to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. So that really piqued my interest and it has definitely improved my, my endurance and I can see muscle tone now, which is something I never thought that I would. So and this is all workouts you do from home then, right? Yeah. Yep. It's then, all from the computer or the smart TV. And do you use actual like dumbbells or weights or is it body weight or a mixture of both? It can be a mixture of both. Um, we actually, <laughs> we live in a very unique situation. We live on campus at a boarding school for boys that is high school. So I actually live just across the street of this incredible athletic center that they mm. redid a couple years ago. And they had a lot of extra old dumbbells sitting in the basement. Mm. So while it was really hard to purchase dumbbells anywhere for a long time, I was incredibly fortunate to kind of borrow those. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the flip side of that too, um, my backyard is a track. So oh, right. like, I yeah. do have access to running, even though I can't actually kind of leave campus to go do it when all of the kids were home. Right. Right. Wow. That's so great. And honestly, I think even if obviously that's not going to be everybody's, it's a very rare situation, <laughs> Yeah. but 
it also just makes me think of like, what can people pull from that? And that is like, and I'm a huge fan of this. And there's research out there that shows that you need to find something that you, that's within a five mile radius of where you live or work, or that's within a 20 minute drive. And that is something that you will actually show up for versus when we say, you know, I do, oh, I want to go do the track workout, but it's 30 minutes from you. Like you're just most likely not going to do it. So it's like, again, what's with, what's within your means or within your world that you can do. Um, so maybe for someone that is an at-home workout or maybe what is right within your neighborhood or backyard, right? Like exactly. to kind of just be resourceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember seeing a lot of people using gallons of water or, yeah. you know, uh, 12 packs of soda or soup, um, cans of soup, just anything in the moment when it was really hard to find equipment or find anywhere to go, people were really creative and figuring out ways to make it work. Yep. Yeah. So I was inspired by that a lot. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious then. So you started doing these strengths. So either how often did you then, or what does that look like now? Is that, do you do it every day? Do you do it three times a week? And how long is each workout? So there are different programs and there was a new one that came out in the summer that has actually been honestly life-changing for me. Mm. It is, um, it is a seven day program. You do a leg day, then a full body day. And then the third day is a mobility workout. So, and that's something that I feel like I've seen on Instagram a lot, but I've never actually, you know, I didn't really know what it was or the benefits or how to really incorporate that into what I was doing mm -hmm. for training. So it forces me to follow along and actually do these different mobility workouts. And that has been I mean, it's been so great because with running, so much of it is single, single mm. foot, right? Like we're constantly on one foot or the other. Yeah. It's about balance. It's about power. It's about um, making sure that you know how to fall properly so that you don't, you know, knowing where your body is in space so that if you do fall, especially on trails, you mm -hmm. can get up it's about stability. So all of those things are incorporated in that mobility. And also throughout the program that we do, he does a lot of, um, unilateral mm -hmm. work. So we do single leg deadlifts on each side because everybody has imbalances from their right side to the left side. So it's important to do single side work so that you strengthen your imbalances and address that. Yeah. So that's been really good. And of course, um, glute work, which is super important for running. <laughs> so it's really enhanced my ability to learn about my body, know what I need and use that as far as becoming a more efficient runner, less injury prone, all of that kind of good stuff that is really important. And so that's, those are the, so that's three days a week. Oh, that so then, yes. <laughs> so then the next day is upper body, then another full body. And then there is a cardio day. And if I were training, if I was distance training, I would skip the cardio day and do my long run that day. Yeah. But since I'm not, I just go ahead and do the cardio. And he does, again, he does a lot of, um, the guy who is the trainer for this program trains professional athletes like NBA players and NFL players. So he really does a lot of plyometrics and jumping, jumping, mm. landing on one foot, squat jumps, um, lateral movements, side to side, transverse movements. So going in diagonal ways, just different ways to help train your body to move, not just forward, backward. Yep. Yeah. And are those each like 30 minutes then or an hour? How long are they? So these are 45 minutes. And the one thing that, or 
not the one thing, but another thing that has been really important for me is that he spends the first 10 to 15 minutes of every workout doing a dynamic warm up, which my coach used to yell at me about. I mean, it's just one of those things as a runner that you know you're supposed to do. However, when you get all dressed and ready to go outside, it's one of those things that, at least for me, I was like, well, I mean, I could just run slowly to start and that'll warm me up. So this has really forced me to do a full dynamic warm out, warm up. And it really has, I have noticed a difference in my body during the workout because I've properly warmed up my body. Mm. Oh, that's great to hear. So. Um... I'm the same. I probably, <laughs> I definitely just go right into my running um, mom Right, because it's know? like, oh, well, I could have an extra 10 minutes of running because yeah. we're always on a strict schedule. Yep. So it's like, yeah. well, I could run an extra mile or I could do this warm up and running the extra mile always wins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Well, that's great to hear that made a difference. And so now you're pretty much doing this seven day program and then with you're not running or have you run on top of doing this? I have. Um, and there have been some weeks. So he, he organizes it as different phases. So each phase is three weeks of working up to the working up and that third week is kind of your hardest week. And then he drops down in the fourth week as a, um, like a recovery week, similar to how we cycle with running, mm-hmm. right? You can't always just run more, longer, faster, right? You have to drop down. So it's three week build up, one week down. So based on that, I would run differently. So I try to keep my hard days hard and my easy days easy. So on leg day, I would also run sprints mm-hmm. on upper body day. I would run tempo. Um, and then on the mobility day, I would take a rest day or just run easy. So I would pair the way that I run or the run that I chose to do with the strength training that I was doing. And then there were some weeks when I was honestly just too tired to do both. And I didn't. Yep. Yep. Mm. That's so good to hear. I just want to like give people a picture of like, you know, what it can look like right now, if you're just going to do like the strength training uh, or just kind of an overall fitness program versus like, if you're going to run on top of that, then yeah, then you're looking at an hour and a half kind of roughly of, of a workout. Right. Um, right. So kind of talking on that side of things, mom of three kids. <laughs> so how do you fit it in, you know, with doing all the things, how do you make that time for your workouts? Well, sometimes I think the main thing is just to be flexible and the adage of don't let perfection get in the way of good, which is really hard for me to do. Mm -hmm. But the idea that if you go out and run a mile instead of the four miles that was on your schedule, you still ran a mile. So you still did more than if you did nothing. So with that in mind, sometimes, so this, this program, it's not live, it's all taped. So if you don't do the specific workout on Tuesday, you can just do it on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So it was a 13 week program, but it took me, I want to say 15 weeks to get through it with extra rest days and, um, just taking some time where there was a day that I just wanted to run and I didn't want to work out. So stuff like that, being more flexible and trying to realize what my body needed, which is also super, I feel like that's kind of new to me Mm. because I like to follow a plan. So I had a running coach. He told me what to run and that was what I was going to do that day. You know, do it or die. Right. Mm -hmm. If it's on the schedule, it gets done. So as I've progressed as an athlete, I have realized that some days it's just not going to happen in that way. So you have to adjust and maybe you take an extra rest day or maybe you do that workout a little bit easier. You don't actually hit the paces that are on the training plan. 
So just stuff like that with being okay with the effort that you're able to give that day, not beating yourself up about it. Um, and then especially over COVID, when my kids were home all day, every day, they knew that mommy was going to work out. So it, I didn't, I was not able during that time to do running and strength training, but I was going to do one of the two. Yeah. So that's not to say they didn't bother me. They would come in and out and sometimes I would have to pause and break up fights or make sure somebody was on zoom at the right time, help with whatever. So it was definitely, it wasn't perfect, yeah. but at the end of the day, I got in that workout and I would use, I would do shorter ones. So mm -hmm. I, I wasn't doing 45 minutes at that time. I was doing 20 to 30 minutes. Right. So again, you know, adjusting for the season of life that you're in, I think is really important. When my kids were a lot younger, 20 minute workouts was what I could do. Yeah. Unless we went to the Y and had childcare. Right. Now that the kids are older and all three of them are at school, I have the ability to run and do a 45 minute workout in a day if I want to. Right. Right. So I think just knowing where you are in your season of life, trying to be better at listening to your body and seeing what your body can handle in a day. And I think probably the most frustrating thing of all for most people, and I'm speaking from myself, mm -hmm. is that nutrition is really, <laughs> nutrition is really, really important. <laughs> and I always was, um, I always thought I could out-train the bad diet. Mm. You know, my first, my reward for running the half marathons was this sandwich that I love at 12 Bones, which is a local barbecue joint. Mm -hmm. So trying to learn that my body feels better when I eat better food, not to say that I don't eat treats and, and what I want a lot of the time, but also that. I can run better, faster. I, my body feels better. It's less creaky and, you know, all the things when you really focus on eating those good nutritional foods first. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of on that then, what, is there anything that has helped you to make that transition from that, you know, more of that mindset when you were like, you just eat whatever, you know, you were training, can I, you know, no big deal to choosing to being more intentional and choosing their own healthier foods. What, what do you think helped make that transition and make is making it or made it easier? I also follow. So Beachbody has a plan that it's these plastic containers and they're colored. And so based on you do this calculation online, and based on your current body weight and whether you want to maintain weight, gain weight, lose weight, there's a calculation that tells you how many of each container you should eat each day. So for example, green is vegetables. And um, for my bracket, I eat four servings of vegetables every day. So then they have fruits, they have proteins, carbs, healthy fats, so what that helped me to do was to see what I was eating the whole day. So it's not just, you know, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you eat for lunch? But it needs to be a holistic picture of the entire day. And also realizing that just eating, you know, we think we're eating healthy if we just eat carrots all day, but we're still not fueling our body for the things that we need in order to grow as an athlete. So you've got to have that protein. You've got to have the carbs. You've got to have the healthy fats. You can't just eat all salad and think that everything's going to be great. Right. Oh, I love that you say that. Yeah. That's, and that concept I too, I think is something is a, a good shift for people to hear. I love that you said fueling our body and putting the focus and our thoughts there versus that diet mentality, even if somebody wanted to lose weight or if they want to do better at their running or at their athletics, like how can we, no matter what, just fuel 
our bodies the best that we can versus depriving them. Um, I think it's just a good brain switch. Exactly. And it is hard because when I first started running, that was why I ran because I wanted to lose weight, but I didn't understand any of the nutrition behind it. So I got very frustrated when I either didn't lose weight or I was gaining weight Mm -hmm. because I was using food as a reward for the exercise. And the mental shift has to be in, there's no good food. There's no bad food. Any food can fit into your daily intake, but you just need to make sure that you're giving, you know, I do this with the kids too. I let them use the containers just so they can see, oh, wait, I've eaten all yellow today. Maybe I should put a vegetable in my body. So it just sort of gives this picture and this better idea of these are the things that build my bones and my muscles and my brain to be stronger and healthier. And these are the things that I want to focus on putting in my body on a regular basis. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that concept. You know, just like the idea that did you have all these food groups? today or like, or even in a week, like take a look. And if you're like, if you've never, if vegetables only enter your week, like a couple times or once a day, eh, that's, that's right. Take a look at. Right. And I think when, when we were growing up, I remember, you know, the slim fast, have a shake for breakfast and a shake for lunch. And Mm -hmm. so we've just, I think that we have progressed in a great way of knowing what actually, you know, what the building blocks are that can fuel your body and what makes you, I've actually listened to a lot of information about um, the brain and the gut connection. Mm -hmm. So when we eat foods that our body needs, for example, starchy vegetables, non-starchy vegetables, we get a variety of it that actually improves your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot more to, you know, that's, yeah, the diet culture, I completely disagree with. It's not about just losing weight. What we need to be eating for is to help our mental health, to help us think better, to, you know, it's just food is medicine. Yeah. Food is fuel and food is medicine. And we can really enhance our entire lives, our quality of lives our quality of life by making sure that we are getting foods that our body really needs. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious too, because my take on eating healthier is like agreed, like, but I also feel like if you actually work out, not again with the emphasis of weight loss, Uh, But if you just work out for, to feel better, to reduce stress, to have your own time, to mental, for mental health, like whatever you need, like fill in the gap, but also nutritionally, I always know that when I'm working out, I eat better, right? Like I naturally want to eat healthier things. Like I don't want the donut for breakfast if I go for a run. I want to eat like a protein smoothie or have some oatmeal and some eggs. Like, would you agree with that? Or what do you think the difference is versus like just eating, trying to eat healthy versus moving your body, working out how that helps you eat healthier? I think that I agree with you a hundred percent. I think when my body is in the mode of athlete and performance, then I crave the foods. I, I feel like I naturally crave the foods that help enhance that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. It's not that I don't want to eat the donut because of the calories. It's that I don't want to eat the donut because I know two miles in, my stomach is not going to feel good. My yeah. legs are going to cramp. So yeah, so it's this you know, knowing how to listen to your body and know what will help you be a better athlete. Mm. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think if we really do listen to our body, the cravings match what it is that 
we need. Yep. Like I don't eat low fat anything. I eat full fat milk, full fat dairy. I eat peanut butter. I eat, you know, these are the things that I feel like make me, they help me last through a long workout. They help me feel better. You know, and so when we're not just eating things that we think we're supposed to eat for dieting, Mm. then our body performs better. Mm. I love that you said that. I think that's so powerful (laughs) to listen to our cravings versus trying to stuff what our body is telling us for a should. We should eat X, Y, Z way or we should be doing this. And instead... If your body is telling you something, it's okay to tune in to Rebecca 101. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And get to know what all the ins and outs of exactly how you feel and want. Um, That's so funny. I just recorded a, a protein smoothie like video this morning and I wanted spinach this morning. I wanted a green smoothie in my spinach, but sometimes I've gone weeks without putting spinach in it because I'm like, meh not interested. And yeah. I put a different veggie in. Um, and it's just like, I just, I heard it. That's what my body said. That's what I did. Um, I think that's great. And I mean, donuts are amazing. I eat donuts agreed. for sure. <laughs> yes. And right. But I don't yeah, let's say that use too. them as fuel for, <laughs> right, right. for running or lifting. Yes. Yes. And exactly. It's like, it's having a good mix and that balance of listening to what you and having, it's like listening to what you need for fuel, but then also having some joy and fun in life. Like I love to, you know, I'll have ice cream when the kids want to go have ice cream. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, and have the good stuff. Don't get some kind of low fat, something that you're not even going to like that right. won't satisfy the craving. And then it's all you can think about for the next seven days. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. That can backfire real quick. Um. <laughs> Okay. I wanted to get back to one thing too. When we were just talking about workouts, I just made a note and Mm -hmm. that is, I think a lot of people might have this question and that is, so now you have this time, you know, with the kids being at school that you can work out, but then even if somebody has that time or doesn't, I think the question a lot of times it comes up is, yeah, but how, how do I get motivated to work out then? Like, how do you make them work out the priority or the thing that you actually do versus maybe cleaning the house or running the errands or doing more work, right? Like, what's, what's something that helps you actually motivate to do your workouts? I, for me, the biggest motivation is how I feel when I'm done. Mm. Yeah, I think the main thing that I reminded the kids over COVID when they would sometimes grumble about me taking the time to do the workout, Mm -hmm. I just reminded them, mommy yells a lot less after (laughs) I finish my workout. Mommy is much happier and less grumpy after I finish my workout. So I learned that about myself, that this is not just, it's not selfish. It's not me trying to not spend time with my kids. And I'm not going out and running six hours and being away from them. We're talking 30 to 45 minutes. Right. But it's just, this is the time I have to do it. I have to do it for myself because it's how I can function as a human. Oh my gosh. So it's not, to me, it's not about motivation. It's not that I wake up in the morning and I think, how am I going to force myself to do a workout today? It's a combination of finding something that I like to do yeah, and that I look forward to doing and also knowing even on the days when I am tired or maybe don't want to do it, that this investment in myself will help me to be a better, kinder mom, a better, kinder wife, a better, kinder human. I'm kinder to myself. Mm. It's just, it's become so much more than showing up for a 30 minute whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you shared all of that because I I think that's what I want people to see too and hear like that open door of possibility and that like, it doesn't have to be a to-do on your checklist. It doesn't have to be this 
Like I've got to go do this thing. It can be what you said. I like, I have to do this for me. And if more of us had that thought and realized what's on the other side of it, how you feel when you're done and that everybody and their mother benefits, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I think that's so powerful to just make very clear in that, like a lot of same thing, same exact thing here where it's like, there's many days in a week. I don't want to actually do quote my workout quote unquote, but I know I'm going to feel better after I do it. And yes, my jeans, like I'm going to feel lighter, even if like, I don't get on the scale these days, but like my jeans will fit better. I'll feel lighter. Just like this sense of lightness and energy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I yell less. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is more sort of always a goal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I'm way more patient. I'm just, my mood is better when I think about too. I'm glad you said as being a wife too, because it's also as being a parent, I kind of picture a lot of us and I've been in that cycle too, where like, you know, you get up, you go to work here, you take care, you get your kids to school, you go to work, you get your kids, you do the supper, the nighttime routine, and then it's bedtime and you're exhausted and you just rinse and repeat. And there's Mm -hmm. like, and I find that when I have the workouts and I get that in, in my day, I have more energy at night for my partner. I have, Mm -hmm. I'm more fun. And like, maybe we'll, you know, we have more fun going out to the park or I'll make a better supper instead of just slapping something on the table. Like there's just a little more energy for life and which makes life more fun. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think the key to all of it is that one size doesn't fit all right? Like we love to run. Some people hate to run. So don't run. Like if you're only doing a workout that you think you're supposed to do because other people do it, you won't stick with it. Find something that your body loves. Zumba or hip hop classes or pole dancing Mm -hmm. or CrossFit or running in the woods. I mean, whatever it is, there's something for everyone. Biking, swimming, You know, like it doesn't have to be, there's no one workout that makes everybody feel great. So sometimes it takes some, um, you know, investigation and trying things and not liking them, Yeah. but you will show up more for something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. So, so spot on, so spot on. So, you know, just go, what? just move your body. If you don't move your body, then you won't have your body for as long. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's great. Like you were just giving all the examples and it's like, even beyond that too, is like, it could be 10 minutes. It could be 30 minutes. It could be, you know, moving more on the weekends. If that's when you have time or your days off, like you figure out what works for you and your lifestyle. Exactly. Um, and then that's, that's the answer. That's the, that's the, the it thing. <laughs> oh yeah. And I used to get very caught up in that, you know, like if I couldn't run three miles, if I didn't have the time to run three miles, then why even get the clothes dirty? Right. Yep. Like there's yep. no reason, but you got to stop that and say, if I run one mile, that's still one mile more than if I didn't. Yep. 10 yeah. minutes of yoga is still 10 minutes more than zero. So again, like right? I mean, just move your body as little or as long as you can or are willing to, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think wouldn't you second this too, and that if you do do the one mile or five or 10 minutes, whatever you have for X, Y, Z that you love, and then you just do that four to five days a week versus trying to do the one big workout when you actually think you have the time, like you're going to actually build more momentum and progress with the 10 minutes a day, four or five days a week than one big or two big workouts. Yep. And that's, I read this book called the compound effect and that's sort of what it is. Like little by little, a little becomes a lot. Yep. So showing up every single day for 10 minutes, like you said, will, you will reap far more benefits than only showing up one time a week for an hour. Yep. Yep, exactly. And I think that's 
not only the physical, but the mental, the, the psychology behind it is you're like every day you're checking it off, you know, and you're feeling better. So you can build that momentum snowball versus once a week. And then the other six days you're shitting on yourself. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then on that one day of the week, you're dreading it because you're like, oh my gosh, this is the day I have right. to do this thing. Right, <laughs> right. And it oh. becomes this bigger and bigger and bigger obstacle the more you put it off yeah. instead of just, you know, doing a little something every day, which is more than nothing. Absolutely. So powerful. Okay. So. I'd love to just dive into, I've got just one more question, but I was going to do a couple, this is the share the love round where we kind of like rapid fire a few of your favorites. Okay. Okay. So what's your favorite healthy snack or snacks? Um, yikes. That one's really hard. I don't snack very much, honestly. Um, I would say maybe like apples and drizzle. So picky bars is one of my favorites. Okay. Um, and they make like healthy, they make, it's like dates and almonds and it's like a chewy bar. I don't really know how to describe it, but they're really, really good. Okay. And, um, they make a, it's called drizzle and it's like an almond butter that has cinnamon and maca and it's delicious. And so you can dip apples in it or put it on toast. So that would probably be. I think that would be my snack. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Um, okay, how about um, pre and post, pre or post workout? What are you eating or drinking, if at all? Beach body. Um, we've got a great pre workout that isn't jittery. And then the post workout, I use the orange flavor. Have you ever had an orange Julius? I, the drink? I think I've made a protein shake like that. Yeah. It's like a orange creamsicle flavor. And honestly, like I look forward to it the entire time I'm working out. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. good. Okay. Good. So, and I don't know if you're familiar, Dr. Stacy Smith wrote this book um, called Roar yeah. and she advocates for women athletes. And um, she really talks a lot about tracking our cycles and figuring out how to make sure that as female athletes, we are taken care of. And one of her big things is making sure that your post-workout is the correct percentages of protein and carb and making sure to have something quickly after you work out. So I've tried to really do that. Right. That's good. I love that resource too. Um, okay. How about, uh, do you have a favorite clothes or gear to work out in? I have been a Lulu fan, diehard for a long time. I have kind of switched to Athleta now. I really like Athleta too, but I think those would be my two go-tos. Awesome. Uh, Okay. And any apps you use or love in the health fitness world? The only one I switched to Koros watches not Mm. long ago, or well, I have no sense of time. I think it was probably about a year ago now. (laughs) But that's really the only one I do is to obsess over my data my heart rate and all of that kind of stuff when my watch syncs to the app. I do Strava because they do all kinds of like challenges and stuff like that, but that's really it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And actually one more, you shared roar, but I'd love to hear if you have another favorite book or podcast that you love, or that's kind of been a go-to of yours for like health fitness. Um, I loved the Dina Castor book. I can't remember what it, let your mind run. I think it was. And, um, what else did I like? I love the Chris McDougal books born to run where he like go, he went to Mexico and ran with the Telahumera tribe and talked about barefoot running, which I don't do, but I found it really interesting. And he wrote another one about, um, burrow racing. Like there's a whole culture of people who run with donkeys and it was really a funny and heartwarming. I just, I loved it so much. Oh, fun. I haven't read that one, but I do remember him. I feel like that was something I heard in Born to Run, or maybe I just saw it after that. It was really good. 
And then I ran with Dean Carnazis and Charlie Engel one time from Fleet Feet in Asheville. Yeah. And so I've read both of their books and they are both ultra runners and, you know, so that's not anything that I've ever been interested in dabbling into yet, but it's really fun to read their stories and learn about their struggles and their lives. And I feel like everything with running is universal as far as life lessons and things that we can, um, you know, things that we can have in common with each other. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. There's lessons from it, even if you're never going to run a step in your life. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and then my last one is the um, Shalane Flanagan and Elise Kopecki cookbooks. I'm obsessed. I have all three cookbooks. I have the meal planning. Those things are the best. Okay, good. I think I've heard about them before, but I didn't check it out. So I'll definitely have to look at that. It's a great, I'm always looking for some good, healthy cookbooks. So that's a great recommendation. And they're huge on whole foods and making sure that you're fueling your body with the healthy fats and no diet culture and all of that kind of stuff. Love it. Love it. Okay. So final question for me. So what advice do you have to share with someone who is just getting started with building some healthy lifestyle habits, whether eating, working out, and is either just getting started or has kind of been on this on off doing it and just not consistent? What advice would you give them? I think the thing that is most important for me or what has worked best for me is the that same idea of little by little, a little becomes a lot. So when you try to overhaul your entire life and change everything about yourself and start running 20 miles a day and eating only kale, right? You're just destined to fail because it's just too much, too fast. So the things that I think are most important is to make small, sustainable changes. So if you're eating ice cream every single night after dinner, maybe have it every other night just to start. Or, you know, if you love soda, again, like maybe try to lessen the number of times you're drinking it. So just like making small changes uh, and about running, don't, I think we get really caught up watching some of these influencers on Instagram and we think, oh my gosh, like this woman just ran her slow pace of six minute miles. I will never be that. So getting caught up with watching what other people do, Mm -hmm. um, I think is really dangerous and just making sure to do what you're capable of doing. So you show up today and do a 20 minute workout and modify it, right? Like you don't have Mm -hmm. to do push-ups with weights on day one. You can start with your knees on the ground. You can, there's just a lot of ways where I think we we get caught up in this is how it has to be Mm. as opposed to just, this is how, this is where my body is right now. Yeah. So I think just that small changes over time add up to big things. And also to be honest, don't give up because running sucks the first few weeks. Mm -hmm. I redid it over and over again after pregnancies, you know, like when you take a break from running and you start up again, it is hard. If it wasn't hard, everybody would do it. Right. So right. knowing that it's hard, going out there and knowing this isn't going to feel as good as if I was sitting in a hot tub or getting a massage, right? Like this is hard work. That's yeah. okay. The people winning marathons, it's also hard for them. Yeah. So, I mean, your hard is different from somebody else's hard, but just knowing that it it is work, it's called a workout. So it's going to be hard, but you're going to get better if you stick with it. Just keep showing up. That's the main thing in all of it. Yeah. Just keep showing up. I love that. I love that, Rebecca. Thank you so much. I think that's going to be really helpful for everyone to hear. And and it's truth in all its its ways. Yeah. You only fail if you give up. Yep. When you yeah. stop trying, then you failed. Having a bad workout 
or eating an extra cookie in a day or whatever it is, that's not failure. That's just being a human. That's just normal. Yeah. But when you give up entirely and say, I can't do it, then, then it is. And if you need help, reach out to a professional, find a coach, get a, a nutrition expert. I mean, there are people out there who can really help and provide resources. And, you know, so if you really are struggling, I think it's important to reach out and ask somebody for help. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that too, because I think even just reflecting on all that you shared, you know, you have hired a running coach before you have this um, beach body, like programming, or you have this programming that you get from somebody that's not, Mm -hmm. you don't sit down and write out, you're going to do unilateral squats this week. You get that no, from somebody. I'd never be able to do that. Exactly. Right. Right. So, so use resources. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Get resourceful to where if you know, listen, I'm not going to show up if I don't have someone to show up with, or I'm not going to show up if I don't have a plan. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Get resourceful and figure out where you can get that so you can be successful. Exactly. Because not well i don't know if nothing there's not a lot of new in the world right like yeah. we yeah. do change things and we improve on it but you don't have to reinvent the wheel like somebody it exists out there so yeah. at least find something that you can use as a foundation and then you can tweak it for your own body and your own time constraints and and whatever that may be but you don't have to start from scratch there are resources and people who would love to help. I think, you know, people like you and me that are so passionate about this, I would love to help somebody. It's not a burden. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think that we can, and the more that we talk about things like this, like this platform of your podcast, I think is incredibly powerful. The more we talk about these things, the more people realize that there don't have to be massive hurdles to getting started. Yeah. Like, yeah. This and that's is open I, for everybody. Yeah. And that's even like the podcast is here to show like you're a stay at home mom of three kids and also went through COVID that way. <laughs> like right. that your circumstances, like there's somebody out in the world who is also, you know, a stay at home mom of three or more. And like, so how do you do it? And then I'll have people that are entrepreneurs and they're trying to build a business and have a family and how do they get and it's like so you can see it looks many different ways and 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 within that even there's you have these seasons and everyone is going to have seasons just like I do with training some seasons I have high mileage and that's my main focus is training for a race and then other seasons like now I get to like fart around a little bit and do what I feel like doing instead of a long run on Sunday. I can just go do whatever the heck I want. Um, get some donuts. And always, <laughs> <laughs> always, I'm like the troublemaker with sweets, in fact. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's great. I want everyone to see it looks different for everybody and to get all these tips and tools and hear the inside of what like it looks like from us so that you, they know, oh, well, now maybe I can just try my own way and it's have the freedom to explore, to experiment, to fail, to change what working out looks like. Like I think especially for moms, you have kids and then you get back to work and next thing you know, it's five years later and you haven't worked out. And it's right. like... That's a, it's a new season. It's a new chapter in life, but you can still find movement and healthy habits within that. Yeah. 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 And it's, I agree. It's never too late. It's never too late. Yeah. Just take the first step, reach out to somebody or do some research, listen to a podcast, read a book. Like it's never too late to start making changes. Yeah. And trying to improve your health for sure. Love it. Oh, so good. So Rebecca, is there anything else that you wanted to share that I didn't get to ask or we didn't explore? 
Um, I just was going to say how you were, you know, saying that other people can see themselves in my story. And, you know, there's many different stories that we do try to see ourselves. I do feel like I'm not extraordinary. You know, I don't have superpowers. I'm not doing anything that somebody else can't do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really powerful to see, you know, I'm not, I don't have a nanny. I don't have, you know, like I, I don't, I am not special in a way that other people can't do the same thing. And that's what I hope everybody can see. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think that is really powerful to know. Like we all, you know, there's no special unicorns. (laughs) We, We all live this human life and have ups and downs and challenges in our own ways. And, um, and yet the more we add in our movement and healthy habits, just the better our life is. There's like an, a little glow on life. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, whatever it looks like for you is great. Yeah. And I just hope that people see that they are worth it. You're worth it. You're worth the 10 minutes. You're worth the 30 minutes. You're worth the hour, whatever, whatever that looks like for you, you're worth it. Mm, So invest that in yourself. Cause I, it's very hard. You get lost in the responsibilities that you have, especially when kids are so young. Yeah. Mom comes last. And it doesn't have to be, it's okay to show. And I think it's important to show, especially my daughters. Yeah. Mommy, mommy matters too. Yeah. And this is, these are the things that mommy does to make my body and mind healthy. And I want to show that to you as an example so that when, you know, as you grow up, you also know that you're important, you matter, and it's okay to take some time for yourself. Mm. That's powerful. That we is get in powerful. this toxic, always having to be busy and working for other people kind of thing. And, and I think that that we burn out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially that comes up a lot as parents or as mamas. So I think that's really powerful to share that and to show that to people, um, which on that point, um, where can people find you? Because Y'all, you absolutely need to go find and follow Rebecca. Your posts are hilarious and so <laughs> mom life and like, and the workouts and the running, like getting it done. But you make me laugh every time. And <laughs> thank you. It's because it's just so real. <laughs> well, I feel like if you follow people that only show the highlights, then you are doing yourself a disservice because there are a lot of people out there that really are honest. And they're like, here's where my day went off the rails today. And very many times mine went off the rails in the same way. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I think that when we show that we make mistakes, and we show that our days are also very difficult and full of challenges, and it's just relatable. And there's power in those connections that we make with other people. So um, on Instagram, I am Asheville Mother Runner, all one word. And I don't really do Facebook very much. And I don't understand Twitter. <laughs> so, I'm too old for Twitter. So um, Instagram is really the place to find me. Awesome. Okay, y'all. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for sharing and spending some time with me and the audience. I know there's so many golden nuggets in here. And um, I can't wait to get it up for everyone to hear. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really enjoyed this and I love watching your running and your amazing high mileage feats and all of it. Oh, good. Okay, good. We're going to have to figure out a a run together sometime. We'll meet in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, Rebecca, we'll talk soon. Sounds great. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got so much value out of that episode and value can be even just one thought, one new thing. So I want you to consider that when you listen to any episode of mine or any other podcast, book, valuable resource that you have, 
that it can be one thought. It could be one thing that can change your life, that can open that door to possibility. So I want to offer that and every episode you listen to, what is that? What's that nugget? At least one that you're going to take away. And I also want to offer, if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, yes, I hear you, Samantha, or my guest, and you're like, I really do want to get to my quote-unquote impossible goal. I really do want to lose the weight. I want to run the marathon. I want to run an ultra marathon. I want to have more energy to play with my kids, to go on a beach vacation and feel confident. I like to say that you can walk into any boardroom, bedroom, or beach confident AF. Like if that's what you want and you have not got that result for yourself yet, then this is an answer. I do one-on-one coaching with my clients to create and absolutely guarantee that they will reach that impossible health goal. I want to work with you if you are ready to commit, if you're ready to go all in, which doesn't mean hustle and do a 180. It just means that you're ready to create this result in your life. If your hand is raised and you've tried all the things and nothing has worked, or you are doing the things, but you're just not getting the results that you want, then it's time to consider working with a coach. I would be more than honored to work with any of you guys. And how you can book a free consult call is by going to my website at www.samanthanivens.com. Nivens is N-I-V-E-N-S. Or you can find me on Instagram at Samantha's Real Life and just DM me or Facebook Messenger me. Either way, I will get back to you and we can find a time for us to talk more about what you want to get and how I can help you get there. If you are having fun on this podcast and just want to be in more of a community and be surrounded by more like-minded folks and grow together, no matter what, I would invite you to join the Private Sweat Life Facebook group. Just search The Sweat Life in Facebook on the groups and you will find our group. It'll pop up. I give all kinds of tips and tools and uh, share podcasts that I listen to personally and all kinds of things that we are cultivating there. And then the other spot you can find me and get some more tips and tools is my new YouTube channel, which is the Ultra Health Hub with Samantha Divins. So if you just search Ultra Health Hub or my name, either one, it should pop up. And I like to give all kinds of fun things that I do in my day-to-day to how I live this healthy lifestyle. So check that out. It's different even than some of the material on the podcast. So all kinds of good stuff. I hope you guys are enjoying this. If you are, you can also leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. So I know that you are. And please feel the Feel free to reach out anytime and let me know what you want to hear about or guests you want to hear from, and I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, you guys.